Welcome back to the Perth Business Podcast. On this episode, we chat to Clayton Smith, who has a background in social media. I met Clayton at Grill the Marketer, where he chairs the panel along with Karma Levine and guests like Adam Barrell from So Media, who appears on the podcast, and Haley from Bonfire. We talk about marketing strategy from the perspective of someone so passionate about digital with a character to match. Give it a listen if you're curious about evolving trends, utilizing data in your strategies, and approaching social with a level head and pure curiosity. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks for having me, guys. Thanks for coming on. Thanks for visiting us at the Hen House for the Perth Business Podcast. That's pretty bloody exciting. Um, Now that we know you also have a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We did not do our research in that area. Um, (laughs) Go me. You probably saw me stalking your LinkedIn earlier today. I was like, just trying to give Hannah a bit of your background. And I was like, I'm just going to screenshot your LinkedIn history. Yeah. Um, so that both our names don't show up on your LinkedIn, who's viewed your profile today. <laughs> I have no shame. So Taryn has viewed your profile again. Yeah. Every day. Second like, time. Why an hour? So obsessed. How many bar. songs have you recorded your singing voice on? Oh, oh probably a few. Yeah, yeah. that's vomit worthy stuff. Every so often I'm like, sing? can I sing? And then I listen to it. I'm like, no, I can't. Sing. <laughs> I will not be telling you the name of the band that I sang in. And oh. So you cannot look it up. Damn it. Wait, we'll have to just is it not... Siren. No, no, I didn't. No. I wasn't the singer in that band. And okay. Ruby Boots wasn't the singer. We could, we could probably find out. Somehow. I don't know. It was pretty long ago. <laughs> Would you I be on like Spotify? No. Would you be on YouTube? Not really. Everyone's been on. Not. What? I don't know. I don't know if we Google Maybe. your full Maybe. name into. I don't Google. think you'll find it. If YouTube. Rob knows who you are, fucking Rob, we be able to. Fucking Rob, I know. <laughs> Last Rob. Yeah, in, incoming email, Rob. Incoming email. I'm so glad this place is still rocking. Yeah. It makes me happy. Yeah. They're great. The amount of time I spent yeah. here. Was it called Hen House when you were here? Uh, it was R&R. Oh, okay. Called R&R. Okay. And um, I think the guy, I remember the guy got in trouble because he could put beer in the vending machine. It was fucking great. <laughs> and great. then Rob, actually, I think we were just kind of moving out of that room because we were recording an album. Mm-hmm. So we'd finished demoing. And we were moving out and Rob was taking over and he took over at that time. Yeah, wow. Right, okay. Yeah. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, they love a little bit of history of the place yeah. coming yeah. from none other than you. Yeah. Someone who's not got anything to do with their house. Yeah. Maybe they should. It's been a long time. should be on the wall then. I feel like the yeah, OG Yeah, we were wall. pre-wall. I think wow. like we were so early we were pre-wall. You were like when it was just dirt and they just had yeah. to carve your name in like... Yeah. Clayton was here. Yeah. They didn't have the other one, like the other one. He added the other. Yeah. Berlin one. was still you know, <laughs> two separate places. Uh, she I'm, comes quite in with a I'm quite old. I'm yeah. quite old. Okay. All right. Well, you look great for 70. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. Real good. That's very kind. <laughs> Generous. He's a guest. I've got to be nice. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> so in your 400 years of operating as a marketer, Clayton, to mm. give us your backstory. Yeah. What's the origin of you? Are you from Perth? Yeah, born and bred Perth boy. Uh, I went to went to uni and did marketing and economics. Awesome. Uh, I still love economics, um, especially the macro stuff, the big, the big, full economy yeah. stuff. Yeah, okay. And uh, yeah, loved it. Then was a muso for a while in my twenties. Awesome. Um, and then I was kind of getting, you know, over that. Yeah. And started to get into business. Started my own little business. Yeah. Um, making my grandmother's hummus. Oh, stop oh, it. Yep. No. Making and selling my grandma's hummus. Oh, 
please tell me my that's somehow linked to the music as well. Not yeah. really. My mum's side is Lebanese. Oh, yeah. So, I yeah, I um, started doing that and uh, I was repping as well for a fabric company. That's mm-hmm. another random job. I just have a lot of random jobs. Musos, musos have a lot of random jobs, mm-hmm. right? It's par for the course. Mm-hmm. And I then, yeah, I think I was just getting into business and I was repping and I, I built a web of, of business owners in that job, mm-hmm. right? Awesome. Yeah, yeah. And I loved, I always loved marketing. And then I was like, I freaking love business. I can talk business. So, so I'd finish a day of repping, talking about other people's businesses. Mm-hmm. And then I'd be like, that was great. And then I'd mm-hmm. go to the pub and talk about someone else's business. And I was like, I can do this shit all day. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And not even break stride. Like, yeah. this is great. I, w- I need to be around here, right? Yeah. And so I combined that with the marketing love. Mm-hmm. And I was like, social media is hot. This is five years ago, six, six years ago. Okay. Social media is pretty hot right now. I'm going to be social media genius. Great. I'm going to be, oh, yeah. so I started my little business doing, doing social media for people cool. because I already had, I did the other way around, right? I had clients ready to go because mm-hmm. I knew their industry. It was a pretty old school industry. Yeah. And I knew what they were on about and I understood what they were doing. Yeah. Okay. I talked their lingo and I was like, how's social media going? And they're like, oh, it's so lame and we're not, we're, we're sucking at it. Mm. And I was like, I'll do it for you. Oh, yeah. So I got a client or two and then I was like, that's it. I'm gone. Yeah. And also my, my first son was being born soon. So I was like, I need to get some shit rolling. Solid I need big, to get my yeah. shit together. Yep. So that, that helped as well. But yeah, I just, and then I was like, yeah, I just buried myself in the world of, of social media. And that just quickly expanded to digital as a whole. Right. I'm a big picture kind of person. I'm not really, I, I'm not good at being in the dirt unless I understand it from the clouds. Mm. So um, I needed to learn. I was like, okay, if I run the social media ads and they go to a crappy website, they're not going to work. Yeah. So I was like, all right, what makes a good website? Mm -hmm. And then I was like, okay, but the business owner really just needs sales or leads or whatever. What will get them more leads? How does Google ads work? And I just kept going. And so now – um, and that's just, and that's always been me going back to my musical days. It's funny when you make those connections to your yeah. younger self. And I realized that that's just how my brain works. Right. I, I didn't just play guitar. I was playing piano. I was playing drums. I was sitting on violins. It didn't matter. I was Singing. like, yeah. give me a go. Like keyboards. Yeah. I was yeah, like, yeah. give me a go. I'll figure it out. Yeah. And yeah, so th- I just never had, my brother on the other hand, of course, was like, I'm a drummer. That's all. I'm going to oh, be the best okay. drummer yeah, ever. Yeah, yeah. And so he just focused and, of course, is way better at drums than I will be at any of the instruments, right? Yeah, sure. <laughs> but, you know, he sucks at guitar and yeah. piano and, viol- you know, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and keyboards. But, you know, he – so anyway, I was. it was funny when I made that connection that I just – I want to know about all the pieces of the puzzle. Yeah. Okay. Maybe not the most efficient mm. way to come at anything. Mm-hmm. But you can't, you can't fight it, and and you turn it into a strength, right? Mm. Yeah, so yeah. now I'm now I'm digital marketing strategist, yeah, and cool. digital marketing coach, yeah, because I know all the pieces, yeah, um, as opposed to the specialists who wouldn't be that great at strategy, yeah, because they they don't know about SEO or what you know whatever it is, yeah. they can't advise you on the whole spectrum, yeah. Um, so yeah, that that's that's me now. Awesome, cool, yeah, what a journey. Definitely. Yeah. 
I like how you touched on like the fact that your brother said he was going to be the best drummer ever and mm. that you were like not as great at drums, but you're kind of good at everything. Yeah. And it's almost like you can look at your school if, if you're like just out of school, you can look at that and look at all the subjects that you were really good at. Yes. Um, that's why it's so hard to make a decision out of school of what you want to be, right? Because you're like, fuck, I was kind of like all yeah. right at this. I know I wasn't great at English, but like what job do I want? Like this is really hard to choose. Yeah, so exactly. I find it really interesting that you went to from – economics to social media and then to the whole spectrum of digital because um, I guess what's the difference between someone who wants to be a specialist in that one area and someone who knows the whole gambit and you touched on it when you said being the strategist is now something that you can do because you've got the knowledge across all the different disciplines as opposed to just being a really well-versed social media technician or expert yes uh what's the difference between yeah so why would a company prefer your strategy over the individual expert so necessarily? usually it's going to be um at what time right so if we prefer about, you, you need okay. each person right so yeah. if you as a business you're like okay we're going to go do a new website mm-hmm. and we need to amp up our marketing mm-hmm. let's say where you're going to go do a new website, right? Yeah. You'd want to know what marketing channels you will be using that website for. Yeah, okay. Because if you don't, you you could do it incorrectly. Yeah. You might get six months down the line and go, oh, we really want to do this. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, well, we have to do this whole refresh now because we didn't think about it at the time. Yeah. You didn't do the strategy. And have that longer view, that longer longer and larger view mm-hmm. of your setup. So that's when you need a strategist. Yeah. Um, and then you need the specialists when uh, you, when the strategy's done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. It's, okay. it's, it can it, it can be looked at that simply. I think. Yeah. And yeah. To pull in a specialist when you need them, right? So, like, I really like the idea of having someone to consult with when you need the strategy and the full picture because there's there's a difference between between a blue sky thinker and someone who needs to be able to see the full picture to be able to implement the correct strategy individually and very you know with the detail oriented eye um the blue sky thinkers want to do the big thing and they don't know how to implement it and that's where they fall short whereas if you've got someone who knows the tools doesn't need to be an expert but knows them well enough and can look at, step back and look at the full picture, the full funnel of how those different marketing channels and communications and messages are going to feed into that website for conversions, yep. the one thing that everyone wants, yep. mm-hmm. <laughs> is like much more beneficial than someone who can play the drums, if so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Makes okay. sense. Yeah. yeah. It, it yeah. just you, – you want to have some awareness of other channels. Mm. Just even – I mean there, there are heaps of – Epic Google Ads managers who do yeah. understand social media ads right, and yeah. SEO as well. Mm. They usually go hand in hand. They're, yeah, they're, social. Yeah, th- those those kind of disciplines are quite tightly aligned usually, mm-hmm. and people are across them. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to pride myself on on a real solid copywriting foundation Ooh, as well. Okay, that's a specialty of mine that kind of underpins a lot of my kind of in the weeds expertise. Yeah. If you will. Very unique. I love that. Yeah. It's a really underrated and underappreciated 
skill. Yeah. So I don't know much, if anything, about copyright, really. Yeah, co- uh, copywriting. Like when so I yeah, talk yeah, 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 not yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, so no, sorry, yeah, yeah, um, copywriting. Um, yeah, so I love copy. It's yeah. a huge part of marketing. Mm. I, I have lots of rants about copy as well. Like num- my main one is that we've known about copywriting from a mar- so marketing copy since a hundred years ago. Wow. Right. Okay. Yeah. You wa- watch Mad Men. Oh yeah, they got yeah, copy. They got yeah. copywriters, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go to any, skill. go to yeah. every agency in Perth. They've yeah. got copywriters, right? They should yeah. Now, did I do a copywriting unit in my marketing degree, ten or like fifteen years ago? No, no. Is there a copywriting unit in the marketing degrees now at uni? Yeah, hundred percent. No. Oh really? No. Wow. Wow. The 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 most damning evidence I found of this, right, is that there is a there is a absolute bible for copywriters, for marketing oh. copywriters from 1966. I'm actually writing a blog post on one aspect of it at the moment, right? I'll put it in the footnote. It's called yeah. the five the it's called breakthrough advertising. Mm. It's by a guy called Eugene Schwartz. Ooh, yeah. Rolls and off the tongue. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, because the copyright has now been taken by his friend and his wife. He's dead. Right. right. But it, it's now taken by his friend and it's obviously like more of just a, it's almost like a charitable mm-hmm. exercise. Um, it's $500. The book is $500. So I called my friend who wow. works at a library. Yeah. I was like, hey, do you have it at your uni's library? And she was like, no. And I was like, she's like, I can check all the other unis actually. Oh, sweet. Around the country. You know, the library systems are all linked. Yeah. She's like, nowhere oh wow it's a wow. no library in the whole country and i was like yep that sums it up nobody is teaching fucking copywriting in this whole bloody country and it drives me mad that's insane yeah everyone expects a marketer to be able to be a copywriter yes yeah i struggle with that a little bit because when people say marketing they assume copywriter and designer as well they do so, like we have departments where they're yes. like how's the graphic designs going today, guys? And we're like, oh, there's like 12 of us. We don't all just paint pictures on a laptop. Like there is a lot yeah. of other stuff that goes into it and yeah. specialist skills. Um, so there's no education around like what a marketer is <laughs> unless you're in marketing. Um, it's huge. The, that, the marketing yeah. spectrum. Massive. It's massive, yeah. That's so interesting. I didn't know that they weren't teaching copywriting in unis. Yeah, That's it crazy. falls. There is writing Obviously, there's writing degrees, mm. and, and there's some copywriting. I think in PR and journal, uh, in like PR stuff, PR, yeah. but not in marketing. Yeah, which yeah, it's a very it's, specific type of copywriting. It's as such well. a crucial part of the marketing. Yeah, right. Yeah, you can't just put up a picture. No, it, it, you can, but it won't do that great. Like, mm. so much of marketing is done with the messaging, with the words. Yeah, I remember I was working with this. Um, a couture wedding okay. boutique here in here in Perth. Okay, and she was thinking about a new website and blah blah blah. And I was like, okay, tell tell me about the industry. You know, how's it all going? She makes the. I, I was like, what makes you guys different? Like, what's your value prop? Mm. And she goes, well, we make the dresses here in Perth. I was like, really? That's insane. Yeah, that's you cool. actually make the wedding dresses here. She's like, yep, out the back. We got a oh studio gosh. and everything. I was like, wow, this is amazing, right? Mm. And she's like, yep. So obviously it's a very visual industry, Clayton. Yeah. Right? Okay. Weddings, wedding dresses. I was like, hmm. Mm. So if I put up your perfect photo 
of your wedding dress, right, next to your competitor's wedding dress, perfect photo, both mm-hmm. stunning photos as you would expect, which one is made in Perth? And she's like, I'm like, you can't tell. Mm. That's the copy's job. Mm. Yeah, okay. There are so many benefits and features of products and services that cannot be communicated in the image. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No matter how good the image is. Yeah. That's where the copy comes in. Okay. It does most of the heavy lifting. I don't, have you heard that saying? I think it's like the image grabs the attention. Like the Stop image. Yeah, you, yeah. Well, the image grabs yeah. and the copy converts. Yeah, right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Uh, uh, well, loosely. Yeah. Love it. Yeah. Well, you say like, um, I don't really see it much anymore, but on forums, on Facebook or whatever, you say picture for attention and then you write what you need to underneath <laughs> and more people look at it because like you said, like people see a picture of like something silly, like a cute dog. It says nothing, but then underneath yeah. a lot more people have read it than they usually would. Yeah. Yeah. Because picture like, grabs by the copy, man. Yeah. Mm. Copy yeah. is very yeah, – okay. copy is a big deal. Yeah. Yeah. So that leads into like another thing we were talking about earlier, which is storytelling yep. um, for your business and for your brand or yep. doing it for another business or brand. Yep. Um, I, I don't want to ask if it's important because though it is. It is so important. Well, let, let's – maybe let's delve be, that. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that, yep. right? So yep. storytelling. Yeah. What do you mean by storytelling? So being able to convey – what your brand is, what they do yep. in a way that's unique to other people. So everyone's story is individual and yep. different, yep. which means everyone's brand, like every brand story is got to be individual. Yep. Um, and storytelling is a way of conveying that's that, you know, who you are, that yep. essence sure. of who you are. Um, there's so many different channels to do it across now. There's so many different modes and mediums yep. and there are different stories to tell. Um, not stories, there are different channels to tell your story on, yep. but there's only that one story to tell. So for something that might be a bit bland, like finance, or um, yep. we see it with like big companies, like I'm definitely going to use the ones that I've been like just, of below, course. like Budget Direct, for example. Um, yeah. they're, they're like silly ads and then you look into like what they're actually selling and it's insurance and you're like, oh, I it's wonder like how Yui, they, yeah, how do they come up with yeah. that story and why are they telling it this way? How did yeah. they come to that conclusion Ronda. to test that message? Yeah. yeah. Ronda, yeah, that's Amy, yeah. So that, like, the Ronda and Katoot and how yeah, that yeah. story was so effective in Perth. Yeah. Um, I wonder how it would have performed in, like, you know, the UK or, you know, for a different brand, how it would have worked um, yeah. without that bright red colour. Like, how do you see storytelling as an aspect of a marketing strategy or specifically a digital strategy? So... I think it's a re- it's actually in a more interesting topic than everyone thinks, right? Mm-hmm. So most of the time, like a lot of the time, I think customers don't give a crap about your brand mm-hmm. story, right? right? I actually okay. think they don't care. Controversial. Mm, yeah, yeah, they don't care, right? So, and this depends at what scale we're talking. Yeah. Brand, like we're talk- when we're talking global brands, Nike, Apple, yeah, yeah. Google, yeah. to some extent, like mm-hmm. – these brands are operating on a completely different level, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. And and people make the mistake of trying to learn or trying to take lessons from their advertising down to small business level. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. One one that I see, and I'll, I've been hammering some peeps on LinkedIn about it, is this features and benefits discussion, right? Okay. okay. Don't sell the features, sell the benefits. Mm. You heard this one? Yes. Yes, right? <laughs> Yes, and they like then they show a Nike, yeah. then they show a Nike ad, right? Garbage, <laughs> absolute 
garbage, yeah. right? Go tell the pizzeria down the street to sell ben- – go tell the plumber yeah. down the road to sell their benefits. Yeah. <laughs> what are you talking about, right? Clog toilet no more. We'll be able to poo better. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not in a hole. <laughs> You're welcome. So not only is it a load of garbage at small business and medium business level, most businesses level, yeah. Yeah. but it's also – completely false for those companies at a different stage. Right. Right. I, I, I wish I had it somewhere. There was this woman on LinkedIn who did a great video about look at the early Apple and Nike ads, yeah. Reebok, whatever, these giant brands that now put up a picture and a one word ad. Yeah. Right. Go look at their old ads. Guess what? Chock a block full of features. Mm, yeah. Right. Mm. Like Coke because Zero, it's a different to, yeah. brand, like it's a different phase. Actual business phase is important. Yeah. yeah. When you've reached, call me when you've reached like 50 years and yeah. billions in sales mm. and then maybe we can talk about doing a one word ad. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Like It would be right, really confusing, right? If you had a competitor, like um, what's a soft drink brand that no one knows? Like yeah. Yeah. if you just had a nameless brand, be like, what's it, you know, yeah. summer. Fizz. Yeah. Yeah. You're like you would immediately. Fresh. I think I would go to like Corona because I'd be like summer where where you'd rather be. I think I'd go to Coca Cola and be like Fizz. Oh yeah, soft drink. Yeah, What's yeah. you would re- you would revert to, and they'd be doing other brands' favors, I suppose. Because <laughs> yeah, you'd be going, are they doing like another like a spin off of the exactly like a healthy yeah. Coke or something crazy? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. So that's healthy stupid, <laughs> right? So that's dumb. Yeah. Right. So then, where does the brand story fit? at small to medium business level where most of us normal human beings live. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Should we talk about that? Yeah. Okay. So um, most of the time, and this is what I, this is a huge fundamental that I use in my copywriting mm-hmm. as well. Most of the time consumers are way further down the funnel, especially on digital than we all think they are. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. Now at that point, Ironically, it is more about the brand and the business than the service or the product or the features or benefits. Okay. Right? But not but not but more focused on features and benefits than the brand story, right? Mm-hmm. If the cu- the customer is looking for a solution, right? Yeah. And a reason to choose your business. Yeah. This is the big leap that everybody needs to understand, especially from a website copywriting point of view. It's not about a pithy phrase with some alliteration in it, right? Right. Okay. Yeah. Living for the summer lols, <laughs> right? Yeah. And it's a clothing company or something, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. What you need to communicate, and that's what marketing and especially copywriting is, it is an opportunity to communicate. Right. Right? So it's an opportunity. Once we yeah. put it in that box – your opportunity is to tell them why they should choose your business. Yeah. Not um, why they need – and it works on any small business level, medium business we can discuss. Yeah. If you need a gardener, you're on a gardening website. Mm-hmm. Do you need to tell the user why they need a nice garden? Yeah. 
know. <laughs> they know they need a nice garden. This is the stages of awareness that I was talking about from Eugene Swartz. That's right. I totally mm. glossed over that guy. Yeah. <laughs> His book, in, from 1966, Breaks Through Advertising, Stages of Awareness. He yeah. breaks the customer down into different levels of awareness. Okay. Unaware, uh, product aware, or no, unaware, problem aware, solution aware, then product aware, yeah. and then most aware, right? Yeah. In general, that is an absolute masterstroke. Yeah. And and we're underestimating its idea now. Yeah. Mm. It's even more relevant in digital world because guess what? If you've made it to a gardening website, guess what? Yeah, you've You sold. want a freaking gardener. Yeah. yeah. You want a gardener. Yeah. So once you actually internalize that and you go, well, what does this person need to know? Mm. They need to know what gardening we can do, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And they need to know why we're the best gardener for them. Because they're yeah. going to look at seven gardener websites. Yeah. yeah. So as soon as you crack that, that like theoretical idea. Yeah. And that understanding the customer awareness level, you're like, whoa, why are we saying glorious gardens for glorious people yeah. on our hero section? Or do you need a gardener? Yeah. Oh yeah, my God. Yeah, like seriously. That's Don't ask here. questions, people. Everybody this, yeah. stop asking questions <laughs> of the <laughs> user. Yeah. Yeah. You are wasting your biggest, especially in a headline, yeah. you're wasting your biggest opportunity to communicate value. And that's what we need to do. We need to communicate value of what we do so you can select us over the competition. Now, how does that relate to brand story? Mm -hmm. I don't know. <laughs> because it's as long as does that communicate value to the user? Yeah. That's You have to look at that in the situation, in the context. Yeah. Because I don't care. If you want to tell a brand story – it's not going to be in the main areas where conversions happen right? or legion or, or sales unless it's going to make a difference and communicate value to me as a user. Yeah, okay. So if you're going to give um, a bikini to a polar bear every time you sell a bikini, mm -hmm. right, <laughs> is that going to make a difference for the user? Well, don't know. Yeah, I would A-B test. I would A-B test the crap out of it yeah. Yeah. and let's see. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. I think I had a client ages ago when I was working at an agency who was they wanted to break into swimwear, and it was very over <laughs> a really packed little space mm. <laughs> in the interwebs. Mm. Um, and their unique selling point was that everything was super sustainable. Like you could basically lose your bikini in the ocean and no fish would die from it. Great. Um, theoretically, untested, I'm sure, but um, <laughs> we won't name them. Um, <laughs> and their whole thing was like sustainability. Um, and the guy in the meeting was like, uh, he was talking uh, to us about the strategy and why sustainability was the reason that the costs were so high. Um, yep. It wasn't made in Australia or anything like that. It was more like it was – you could basically break this bikini down into, like, nothing. Um, and so uh, I was saying, oh, just given the market at the moment, the costs are quite – you know, your competitors who are doing the same sort of ads where you'll find the highest conversion, they are much lower. Their cost – like, price point. Yeah. And so he was saying, oh, well, we wouldn't lower the price of our product because um, – and he looks at me and my boss and we're both females, like roughly uh, 20s and 40s or late 30s. Yeah. Um, and uh, he was like, you guys would buy it for this price, obviously. And I was like, oh, you don't know me, I'm a cheapskate. <laughs> <laughs> and I would not purchase your $90 bikini, triangle bikini top. Um, not only because it's – hand. Yeah. Um, and we ended up saying to them, like uh, – we changed the model that they were using because the model, it was like a, and like no judgment. She was very, uh, 
plastic, I guess, for lack of a better way of yep. saying it. Um, so the sustainab- sustainability message wasn't go- really cutting through because it was like, well, my bikini disintegrates, <laughs> but I won't. <laughs> so, why, so can you go oh, in the water that. with these things? But <laughs> I think the main thing was it looked like it should have been only. it should have been a cheap bikini, but it was price pointed at something ridiculously expensive. So like if you look at similar brands or brands that do sustainable swimwear, they put it on real models so that yeah. most women who have sustainability, you know, values can actually um, yep. visualize it on themselves. They're not just out there for a cheap, quick sale because yep. we're not all, you know, giant breasted, you know, Pamela Anderson's, mm. um, which was the model that they were using. Um yep. Uh, so it kind of excluded a whole audience. But once they uh, started using models that looked more like the average female who purchased swimwear, yep. um, that was kind of removing a barrier for them and they saw a slight uplift in their sales. Awesome. Um, yeah. And Great. it turned out they ended up not having the capital to continue to invest in the business. So they dropped out of market. But yep. um, it was super interesting to see that because it was like such a, such a change in just – you know, they really wanted to push the sustainability thing, but they were using the wrong um, – it was either the wrong price point or the wrong model and they were not budging on price points. So we budged on the model and we pushed, pushed, pushed and said you should use different models. Yeah. And they used two different models that didn't look like they were manufactured <laughs> themselves. Yeah. <laughs> they looked like yeah. average human beings. Um, and I'm not sure if they – they didn't do a survey of who the average audience member was. It was just two women that were not supermodels. So it was so interesting to see that change and – their brand story cut through a little bit more because the, those audiences, which is majority of females yep. uh, buying swimwear, want to see someone, if you're not buying cheap, like $10 swimwear from Zaffle or something, yep. you're looking for proper yeah. sustainable yeah. swimwear. Um, Great. Perks that it, you know, disintegrates in the sea if you were to ever lose it, you know, and 20 years later it would be gone. Not that you would go for a little dip and it would just <laughs> melt away. <laughs> Not that fast, but yeah. Only that, that nude. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> if you like skinny dipping, you yeah. can wear this for the first 10 minutes <laughs> and then you're there. Yeah. Um, See, big elements of – so the, mm. it's where the brand story, that it is the value proposition. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's kind of the same thing in yeah. that in that respect. Yeah. But again, don't confuse like why you started a business mm. with communicating value to the customer. Agreed. Okay. Like there was nothing about the woman saying, I sourced this material from this. I did 10 years in Colombia where I worked with like, you know, yep. X, Y, and Z to mm-hmm. discover this material. There was none of that. Um, and no one seemed to be like looking at the user journey on the site. No one was looking for that story yep. as far as we could tell. Um, and even when they did put a little bit of a story in like about where the sustainable swimwear came from, yep. people looked at it sort of after they'd put the materials in the cart, which was interesting because it was like, oh, they'd – they just believed that it was sustainable. They didn't need to know how, why, when, who, you know. They just were like, cool, that's what I'm looking for. Looks yep. like something I could wear. Or it, had, or, or it had already been communicated. Yeah, true. Yeah, like in the marketing. Sustainable, yeah. um, you know, sustainable, uh, you know, made out of this. Yeah. And disintegrates in this long. Like, yeah. Done. Okay, yeah. sweet. That's yeah. great. That's what I want. Yeah. Is that my style? Does it, is it what I want exactly? We'll see. Yeah. 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 Fascinating. Yeah, and I feel like you could, if you wanted to bring that story to your website, write a blog post about it, and then maybe you can like um, backlink or you know share website links with the website of the people that made the material. I don't know. <laughs> That's going too deep, but yeah, like you could definitely use that content elsewhere, like article. Yes. You know, yeah. Oh, everywhere. Are so yeah. Smash it everywhere, right? Yeah. But in terms of the hardcore, like Conversion, click, yeah, like add page, buy, yeah, yeah, 
Yeah. 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 Um, that being said, the whole click add to cart purchase. Yep. Um, do you think these days with the fact that our attention spans are so short and our plat, yeah. I, I, can- I can talk about that too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that attention spans are so short, the okay. platforms are really driving content creators into more of a fast paced, short form content. TikTok. TikToks, yep. our Instagram reels, yep. that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Even I remember even Snapchat stories. Um, you won't catch me dead clicking on ads on Snapchat, but yep. um, Instagram stories and Snapchat stories were following suit um, together with like promoting like cheap bikinis, you know. Oh yeah, like you know yeah. this like sale or jewelry, you know, last pair of jeans ever. Um, click here <laughs> to per- like claim it. They get me. That shit gets me. I've bought stuff from Instagram ads that have literally been like, get it now or you're going to miss out kind of messaging and short, sharp, fast, really nice, impactful imagery, easy path to purchase, like really, really quick and short. Um, yeah. What's the value of that in in terms of how people are shopping these days and how that story feeds into something very um, short, short, yeah, short. Lived? Yeah, thank sure you. <laughs> Thanks, me. <laughs> I looked at you because I was like, short. <laughs> <laughs> well, firstly, we don't have – I'd love to challenge the we have short attention spans now. Right. Yeah, as, okay. as a uh, – first, if we could just talk about that yeah. for a second. So there is a study that everybody reported about how humans now have an attention span shorter than a goldfish. Oh, seven right? seconds or something. It was a seven second, right? There was a, there was a study and there was a report put out, right? If you go try to find that study, it doesn't exist, <laughs> right? Right. Total fake news yep. and just somehow blew up, mm. right? Now you can find articles debunking it mm-hmm. and saying like that doesn't exist. Now they've actually found that goldfishes have a way longer attention span <laughs> than eight seconds. 20 minutes. Right. So not only is the human idea wrong, Right. So is the goldfish one. Yeah. <laughs> well, they've been hard to <laughs> They actually climb trees as well. Yeah. <laughs> so it's completely debunked like across the board. Right. Right. So we, I don't think we have short attention spans. People sit down and watch six hours of Netflix without even blinking. Then they go listen to Joe Rogan, the most popular podcast on the planet, three hours every episode. Yeah. Right. So it's not that we have short attention spans. Uh, I think we have shorter opportunity to get hooked. Yes. Because yeah. we've got so say, much opportunity. Well, let's say you have much a shorter... Like the op- goldfish. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so maybe we have a shorter opportunity to grab our attention. Yes. And right? then okay. hold it, yeah. We it's like a different story. To Holding it is a different pleasing. thing. Yeah. Like, so this, I mean, longer blog posts, YouTube wants longer videos, longer blog posts on Google perform very TikTok well. TikTok now offers 10 minute. TikTok now offers 10 minute content. That's going to be really interesting to see how that works. Mm. I'm now obsessed with TikTok. Yeah. It's the greatest thing ever. <laughs> there are so many amazing people on there They're doing awesome. hilarious yeah. crap, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. So, we figure out it's not about attention span. It's about grabbing attention, right? Now, how you grab attention and then what you do with it is the game. That is yeah. the whole marketing game. And everybody's got their own approach, right? I prefer a more value-driven, focused approach okay. as opposed to shock value. Right, yeah. Or um, f- like people get – like you see like people trying to do fun movements or like mm. – I-, I think it's about value and relevance mm-hmm. at the core. Okay. Because 
I'm, I'm not interested in getting clicks and no conversions. Yeah. I want, you need, if it's not relevant, it's not all connected and communicating on the same level, the same message, then people are going to drop off like every, you know, all the time because they're getting a, a different message at different levels, right? Sure. So yeah, I, I prefer value. I I learned um, if any anybody wants to get into conversion rate optimization, go check out my man Flint, Flint McLaughlin. Mm. He is a genius. Can you sound that out? Flint, Flint, go see Flint. <laughs> Mech Labs, check out Flint. Okay. Um, at Mech Labs, it will take you about three months to figure out what he's even saying because <laughs> right? it's that far off the deep end. Right. In terms of, he's been A B testing since like the nineties. Right. I mean, I don't even know how you A-B test in 1997. Yeah. Right? Like, how did you even do that? Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, he has. Right? right. And he's been running headlines and, and A-B tests and different headlines and different copy, different buttons or whatever. Yeah. Um, for like, he says he's run 20,000 experiments. Jesus. So anyway, Jeez. once you've run that many experiments and that many A-B tests, he's put together a whole thesis on why people say yes. Right. And his approach is a clearer communication of value. Right. So that's that's kind of what I like to hang my hat on now. Yeah. And look at that. And it works across every ad. Yeah. Or every landing page, email. Um, Makes a lot of sense, I think. Like we had someone talking the other week to us about um, having price point up front for what he does specifically. Because yeah. people, you know, there's a trend in our industry to get people in for the consultation, the free consultation or whatever. Yep. But if you're not going to tell me how much I'm supposed to be investing – and the meeting takes an hour out of my day and yep. I am worth, you know, $100, $150, $200 an hour, that's actually costing me money to take the time. And if you tell me at the end one little simple thing is going to cost me something out way out of my budget, it's a complete waste of my time. So his point was like be upfront with what you're getting and how much you're getting it for um, and I suppose his customers value knowing what the cost is. So, yeah. Yeah, I actually think that's – yeah, I think you're right. I think that kind of um, friction, mm. which is what you try to – add into contact forms and, and yeah. add that up front. So lead, this is what we're talking about, lead generation. Yeah. Um, putting those, those kind of idea, like informational needs up front for the customer and adding friction, if you will, especially when we're talking about contact forms. Yeah. That's how you need to funnel your leads. Yeah. And understand that you need to do that ahead of time. Before they get to you. Yeah. Yeah. Otherwise you're wasting time. You're wasting time. Exactly what you said. So yeah, I don't know if I'd call it a communication of value that, that price aspect. That's more about, um, that's more about weeding out the wrong clients. Yeah. Yeah. Which is a huge part of your copy as well. Yeah, yeah, because you might have the value, but that person just doesn't necessarily have the budget at that time. Yeah, or they so might not have the right business or yeah. the right the right anything, right? They might not have the time, whatever it is. Yeah. Unless you get those that crucial information out the front, you're going to be pulling in the wrong type of leads. Mm. That's about getting clearer on the type of lead you do want. Yeah. And then communicating what they need to hear. Yeah. Which ironically, a lot of the time is good SEO as well. Mm. Yeah. What were you saying about subscriptions? Oh, it's just like it just feels the same way that subscriptions work. Like you always know what you're about to get and the cost of it up front and then you kind of look into getting it and once you've kind of had like a free opportunity to see what it is, you often end up going for it and feeling okay with the price. Yeah, we call yeah. it the freemium 
yeah, okay. premium model where you, yeah. you get a free version and, yeah. then you, and you upgrade once yeah, you've experienced yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, SAS. Yeah. Big SAS, big in the SAS world. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds sassy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's super interesting. Lee I love Jen, how you yeah, man, lead gen is a huge world, right? Mm. Huge. Massive, I love yeah. it. I love lead gen. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, it's um, it's um, that's where copywriting really takes over. Yeah. Right? Right. Okay. Because if you're, sell- if you're not selling an actual product, what are the, p- the pictures are just kind of yeah. in yeah. a way, really, right? Mm. And I think salesy copy is as much a turnoff, if not more, than bland or boring or no copy. I feel like if yep. I I had someone reach out for the podcast and his name on LinkedIn was something, the sales angel something. So it was like <laughs> his first name, the sales angel last name. Okay. And he reached out and he was like, hey, I've really been getting into your podcast. Like absolutely love it. Um, I would love to, you know, be a guest. I think I've got X, Y, and Z to add value. And I was like, oh, mm. yeah, thank you. Thanks so much for reaching out and taking the time. Uh, we're a Perth business podcast and I can see very clearly that you are based in the UK. Unfortunately, um, we're not going to, you know, we won't have you as a guest on the podcast. And he, he came back and was like, yeah, but I think I can add value. So he kept going. I can add value to all businesses because what I do is national and it's like very high valued, all this stuff. And I was like, yeah, I'm not really going to budge. Hey, like, because if, if I let you on, then yeah, there's going to be. Then what's stopping yeah. the rest of And also yeah. people from Perth are a very, very unique type of person, type of business owner, I don't necessarily think they want to hear from the Perth Business Podcast, someone from the UK. They can easily jump on YouTube and get that shit from like elsewhere, right? Yeah, unless um, unless he had something very specific that Perth yeah. people could so appreciate. Like, yeah, so I pushed him and I was like, cool, um, since you listen to the podcast so much, um, <laughs> since you're like number one fan, that's, that must be where our UK numbers are coming from, the 1% of listeners in the UK. Um, uh, what What – specific value could you add to the podcast and like what which guest made you think to apply yeah to be um a guest yourself and mm. he hasn't replied <laughs> 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 the sales angel is busy doing angelic work elsewhere being sal- yeah. Yeah, busy being salesy somewhere else yeah, yeah. yeah salesy yeah it's it's non-genuine that's that's what actually mm. that's what salesy means isn't it yeah non-authentic yeah. non-genuine yeah. and especially dms get yeah. out of here oh yeah. yeah i get hammered man yeah. And I start turning it back on them and being yeah. like, so um, that's your pitch? Yeah. That's that's the best you got? Yeah. I, was, I <laughs> okay. always then yeah. go, if you would like a lead gen copywriting lesson. <laughs> Perhaps I could help I you. It's 300 bucks a session yeah. or whatever. I'd love that. I need to sign up for one yeah. of those. Yeah. Oh, man. People need that yeah. so badly. But, yeah, yeah. Copywriting, right? It's everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, I love it. I love it. And like a lot of the time, like you have those bots that there are some really smooth and beautiful journeys that people can send you on. Yes. Just by not even like touching the AI, just setting it on a preset journey, oh. having the lead generation, the yeah. options. There are some really smooth ones and there are some really terrible ones. <laughs> I had someone call today whilst I was at the shops. And it was me, wasn't it? Because you were looking. It was Taryn, <laughs> and she just didn't. <laughs> and I was trying and to hang up, and you she just dream. kept calling back. Um, no, it was this guy trying to sell me wine, and I was like, first of all, where did you get my number from?" Yep. And he was just like, "I'm about to tell you about this amazing Shiraz," and he listed all the notes. And I was like, sitting there, and I was like, my phone was out here, and I could still hear him because he was so <laughs> loud. And then I was like, hey, look, mate, like, I'm not interested. Like, I'm also at the shops, not a good time. So weird. Yeah. yeah. Like, obviously, he doesn't know I'm a, but like, yeah. Yeah, but when, you could, yeah. yeah. He's just calling. Yeah. Call, and calling. I was like, I was like, he wouldn't stop talking, but it was like he was reading from a piece of paper as well. 
Because he would like say what he said and then he'd stop and wait for my reply. And then I'm like, like, hello, (laughs) I'm not interested. And then he's just like, oh, come on. And then he started like acting like spoiled brat who just like was being rejected. Come on, love, just smile a little bit. That kind of attitude, right? And I was like, I'm sorry, I don't want this Shiraz. And he was just like, yeah, but like, this is what you'd usually go for, right? And I was like- (gasps) Who are, like I was like thanks no thanks and then I was like I've got to go back to work. I can't believe <laughs> you entertained like, hung that. Up, like just that's, to but yeah that's that's like when in the cold streets calling, like cold, cold calling, cold emailing, cold yeah. DMing, cold pitching. Yeah, anything cold. It's an yeah. art form. People are people love it. You yeah. look it up and people are deep in it. Yeah, I'm not that interested. in I it. I didn't. Right? I don't like that kind There's of. There's a way to do all. it as well. Yeah. Like he could have got uh, got you in. So say you got your number from, God forbid. Good pair days puts no, our numbers I don't out. Think so. It was a different did. wine Ooh. company. Um, but if they, yeah, say you got your number from there, he could easily have tried to relate to you on a personal level and say, "Look, we know you know." Without saying we know you like Shiraz, it's like when you're like, "Oh, we we can see you on the website. Uh, yeah. Do you want yeah. this? Do you want this ad? Fucking what?" He could have said it in a different way, a more personal uh, way, and like offered you a discount to um, an incentive like to real switch. Life yeah, <laughs> yeah, something yeah. you know. Yeah, get out of my bloody phone. <laughs> I didn't click the accept cookies. <laughs> get out. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cold, cold pitching. Not yeah. Brutal, yeah. man. Brutal. Really tough. I was watching a video about it the other day, actually, and he was trying to, like, it was this guy doing cold LinkedIn mm. DMing oh. and on YouTube had a ton of views. And I was just like, I get, like, it's so hard, right, because – you're, you're immediately so far behind the eight ball. The user's not in market. The user's just going about their day. Mm. It's like, so we we call um, social media advertising and also most classical, classic, traditional forms of advertising, interruption advertising. Okay. You're interrupting yeah. someone's experience to we shove an ad in there. program too. Yeah. <laughs> to shove an ad in their face, yeah, yeah. Yeah. right? TV, radio, yeah, this is yeah. how most ads work. Um, that's why Google's so powerful because it's not. Yeah, okay. So, and yellow pages and, you know, all that kind of crap, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Anyway, so a DM is like the ultimate interruption. Yeah, it's like someone tapping you it on the shoulder the and being like, yeah. do interruption. I know you from somewhere? And yeah. you're like, absolutely no. Yeah. So. <laughs> Man, if I had to think about it. So, how would I cold DM? I think I would have to, I only, I call, so I cold DM when I want a guest on, Um Obviously, I creep the shit out of them first. Maybe I'll follow them. Maybe I'll try and connect. Maybe not. So LinkedIn, I obviously like to send a message with the connection, but it's always genuine. It's always like, hey, my friend knew you and referred you, or I've been looking at your, you know, your business seems really cool. I feel like we would vibe on another level for the podcast. Let's get a drink. Do you want to come and be a guest? Because I think you're good at X, Y, and Z, and I want to talk about X, Y, and Z. So that's how I called drop into people's lives. And I've only had good responses from that. Um, but if I'm completely like, it depends what the business is as well, yeah. right? Yeah, look, I, I get hammered with them. Mm. Um, people want like software, yeah, website mm. social management, SEO yeah. stuff, like graphic design, like mm. tons of it, yeah. right? Yeah. And the email, I get tons of email ones as well. Mm. Yeah, emails website. are worse. Mostly okay, yeah. emails. Yeah. So you get smashed. So. But, but uh, yeah, I'd have to really think about it to actually put together a decent one. I actually think you should just add people on LinkedIn without giving a message. Mm. If it's a relevant per- – if they have a relevant job title, it's like, yeah, sure. Yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm like, so yeah, I think that's, that, that makes total sense. But then, yeah, add them and then try to do it with content. Yeah. Connect and then try to do it with content. 
I feel like let the, the content do the talking for yeah. you. Yeah, I feel like if you offer something as well, like when we did it for a past client that um, had a very specific um, offer that she was – her service offer was very, very specific. She was able to use her personal LinkedIn um, or the business LinkedIn to reach out and say, hey, um, you know, I'd love to learn more about your business. If you'd like some more information, let me know. And they would either reply and say, no, thank you, or they would say, yes, please, what – like I'd love to catch up for a coffee or what is it that you do? And then she'd be able to say like, oh, I've actually written this ebook, which was part of the marketing strategy that we were helping her yeah. on. Um, that is like, it's literally for free. Let me know if you want it. I'll give it to you. Like, it's all about, yeah. you know, yeah. how to run your business this way, which is what she helped. It was like an advisory service. Yes. Um, so she gave them a free ebook. And at the end of it, they would then progress through the steps of actually paying her for her service. If they wanted to. Yeah. So if they wanted that's to, yeah. a, that, I think that's a crucial lesson is yeah. don't go for the final conversion straight away. Yeah. That'll be le- lesson number one. Yeah. Don't go for the kill yeah, straight okay. away. Lead right? them in. Mini Coax conversions. Yeah. Ha- set up mini conversions. Yeah, set okay. up an actual funnel, an actual journey that people can go through. Yeah, okay. so that's, le- that's lesson number one of cold pitching. Number two, speak like a freaking human being. Yeah, right? don't. Please. The stuff on LinkedIn, man, <laughs> like, okay, I remember one, my favorite one was this woman. She was obviously generating um, followers because I think she's like a media personality. So she's trying to generate people to follow her page yep. and then um, c- or connect with a million people. Mm-hmm. So then a million people see her content. Yeah. Right. So her one was hilarious and it was like, it finished with, um, if you think, you know, it was just like a quick couple of sentences, but the second sentence was something like, um, if, if you're aligned with that or like if we're aligned, then let's connect. And I was like, Look, I don't usually align with anyone <laughs> until I've been out taken out for a coffee. Yeah. All right. So, but I'll connect with you. Yeah. Um, it's very spiritual language. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Or like, super. but, you know, I was like, that's weird. It's very don't close. Yeah. Try to align with me. <laughs> Get off my chakras. <laughs> yeah. Why are you aligning? What are you talking about? Are we about, all just right? vibing right now? Is everyone vibing with me? Are we aligned? <laughs> I am to your cans. We'll even even a guy, yeah. like a guy connected with me yesterday and he was a lead gen. Expert, right? Alignment. Like lead gen ex- ex- We're expert. We're all the right? same. Hi, Clayton. I am keen on building my LinkedIn community, and when LinkedIn suggested you as a good connection, I agreed. Oh. <laughs> have a look. Have a look at my profile, and if you agree, shall we connect? Oh goodness! I said, consider us connected, like two pieces of Lego connected. <laughs> Not weird at all, eh? Yeah. <laughs> okay, this is the rule. If you wouldn't say in real life, yeah. Don't say it in a DM. I'm going to start saying Do you that agree? <laughs> would oh you like gosh. to connect, Taryn? Would you like to co- – would you say that in real life? Of course you wouldn't. This <laughs> yeah. is stupid. Yeah. so dumb. I acknowledge your offer and I'd there you like, go. like to decline. decline. Clayton's cold pitching masterclass. One, yeah. Done. <laughs> and with that, <laughs> so silly. I think we might wrap it up there because we've actually been going for an hour. Oh, my God. I know. Really? I'd love to keep going. I'd oh love God. to keep going. Dude, um, I haven't we'll have given enough value. <laughs> oh, trust me. I feel like you have. Have I? Uh, okay. Some, definitely aligned. Not enough, we but some, some value. <laughs> oh, I have to be a chapter two. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes, please. Mm, part we'll two. book the room for two hours next Part time. two. <laughs> Thanks for listening to another episode of the Perth Business Podcast. If there's anyone that you specifically want to hear from or you think would be great on the podcast, send us a DM on LinkedIn, Facebook, or Instagram. Or you can email us at theperthbusinesspodcast at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. We'll see you here next time.